Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Ray's Days, episode 140 of the show where I pretty much just talk about my week. Uh, so if you want to get to know me more on a more personal level and not just my opinions on movies and current events... Uh, this is the show. Welcome. You've come to the right place. Uh, and in this episode, as I said, talking about my week, uh, as I mentioned last week, ever since the weather started getting colder, I have been sleeping like garbage. Thankfully, this week started off sleeping like garbage and slowly progressed into actually being able to sleep through the night, which is a novel thing for me recently. Uh, which is kind of great. I, you know, still not, I've been staying up late because I've also been very productive and motivated and uh, staying up working on things a lot later than I normally stay up, staying up midnight or even later working on stuff, but still waking up at like six or seven in the morning. But, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's a sacrifice, I guess. Lack of sleep versus getting a lot of things done, which I, I'm happy to have the motivation to get things done. Because I, I don't always, I'm not always motivated to get things done. Sometimes I just want to get the bare minimum done, get it over with, and move on to the next week. Uh, so when I do have these moments where I'm in the mood and motivated to get projects done and complete stuff, uh, I, I like to take advantage of it. So that's been nice. Uh, one of the things I did, I came across my Kindle uh, this week, which is a device that I got many years ago, maybe close to a decade ago. One of the first Kindles. And it's, you know, I've over the years tried to get back into reading. I used to read a lot when I was a projectionist and you know, it's a great time, great way to get paid to uh, pass the time is to read a book. And since uh, the days of my projection, being a projectionist, I haven't really been into reading. Here and there, I've gotten into reading certain things, uh, audiobooks here and there. But it's kind of tough. You know, it's hard for me to focus. I get distracted. I end up having to reread pages a lot, even when I was reading a lot of comics in Denver. I had that problem just getting distracted and thinking of other things. My mind would wander and I'd have to go back and reread stuff. Uh, but I found my Kindle and since recent events talked about it at the end of Tuesday's episode of my recap of the final episode of the Midnight Club. I also talked about it in Swipe Up last week that the Midnight Club, a show I was doing episode by episode recaps of, was canceled and it is a show that was based on Christopher Pike books not only the show Midnight Club but in the show there were kids living in a hospice who would get together and tell stories to each other and each of those stories told by the kids was based on a different Christopher Pike book and since that got canceled I very much would love to go and hopefully read the book that the show was based on to hopefully get more out of get answers to questions that were brought up during the season that obviously because it was canceled and, and not given any more seasons like a show that was clearly set up to have some interesting things happen over the seasons 
uh, with new kids coming in as people died and just slowly kind of understanding the mysteries surrounding the Brightcliff mansion that they uh, that was the hospice. So I found the, the Kindle and I decided I'm going to use this to load in a bunch of hopefully get some Christopher bike books and, and read those. Uh, wasn't able to necessarily find Christopher Pike books uh, accessible for me to read, but I did load it up with a bunch of Stephen King books, which I'm a, you know, I've become a fan of Stephen King's movies. I did a top five of Stephen King horror films, and I do enjoy his stories, and I have friends that absolutely love Stephen King and obsessed with reading everything, so... I was able to find a bunch of Stephen King books that I loaded onto the device and started reading Carrie, which is like one of his st first stories in a movie, you know, that I liked. But I, it's it's nice reading a books that, you know, based movies are based on, but not having necessarily the connection to the movies in a way that would distract me from reading because there's many times when I was reading a lot, I was reading a lot of uh, Chuck Palahniuk books, who was the writer who wrote Fight Club that the movie was based on. And I've never been able to read the book Fight Club because I had watched that movie so many times. While reading it, I was constantly like just watching the movie in my head. And the fact that they don't line up a lot made it impossible for me to read it. Maybe I could now, but I don't have that problem with uh, Carrie. So I've started reading Carrie. Started reading! And I do enjoy the Kindle. It is, it's a light device. It's super basic. The fact that I'm able to load books on there is, is, is a nice aspect to it. And uh, I've enjoyed it. So hopefully when I finish reading Carrie, I will be able to find, and now that I've finished doing the recaps of The Midnight Club, hopefully I'll be able to find uh, more Christopher Pike books, specifically The Midnight Club, and uh, read that and see how it ends and maybe do a follow-up episode, uh, which I didn't mention when I recorded the episode that I might do that, but definitely something I might do. So I started reading this week, which is uh, kind of nice, kind of nice. I actually just figured out that reading first thing in the morning, right, because some mornings I uh, will take my roommate's kid to school because my, my roommate's working. And, you know, I work from home and have pretty, I could flexible schedule, do whatever. And uh, so and try to help out whenever I can. So I take the kid to school and I found that reading uh, when I first wake up, instead of putting on a podcast that I can't finish before I, I take him to school or just getting lost in social media, which, you know, I'm not on. So I'm not on Twitter, which is what I used to scroll constantly. Like, I found that it's kind of a nice thing to do in the morning to pass the time between when I wake up and when I have to take him to school. So, we'll see how that goes. We'll see how I'm able to continue reading. Uh, and I've also, while working on other things, while I'm not reading, I've started listening to a lot more music. Because podcasts over the past year, I kind of got tired of a lot of stand-up comedians podcasts which i used to subscribe to many podcasts that were hosted by created by stand-up comedians uh i kind of got tired of the trend that has been going on for a long time with 
many comedians podcasts is the tendency for them to constantly complain about cancel culture on almost every episode so i kind of made a rule as i've unsubscribed to podcasts that seem to have leaned begun to lean farther right wing or to kind of jump on board with a lot of the anti-vax stuff that is a trend popularized by uh joe rogan one of the more famous stand-up comedians there's a lot of other comedians that kind of j- jumped on that bandwagon and started to parrot a lot of the the ignorance and bias that rogan has done and a lot of the right-wing viewpoints and talking points that you would see on a fox news channel program so i've already unsubscribed to a lot of podcasts because the pandemic really exposed a lot of people uh with that but then i even i expanded that to just anybody that would complain about cancel culture because i'm just kind of tired of this constant complaining of cancel culture specifically by people who are going out and selling out shows like Dave Chappelle or Joe Rogan or or any of these comedians that that complain about cancel culture that has supposedly been canceled yet are still working doing their job selling out shows and i just kind of got tired of this thing that's uh, not real and it's just annoying that that's like the constant thing that is very much a right-wing fiction right what what they consider to be cancel culture is just people vocalizing their disagreement with their right-wing content or just you know just not just being vocal about their or holding people accountable for awful things they've done right those are usually the two things that they consider to be cancel culture but you know if you if you're a horrible person and you get called out on it you're not being canceled you're just being you're just being found out that you're a horrible person right and if you're a person that has right wing your your comedy is in the you sold out to right wing audiences in that you use racism homophobia misogyny these things are of uh, transphobia you use these topics as comedy like instead of actually writing jokes you just are saying things that i would have heard playing pickup basketball in middle school like that right-wing audiences love and consider to be comedy i mean we've definitely seen that on twitter that's very much what elon musk considers to be comedy not the actual comedy that the comedians who were banned by elon musk were doing but he you know there's a lot of people that consider racism and misogyny and homophobia to be funny and to be comedy which you know there's probably some nuance there but in general that those are the things they're being called out on and they don't like that people are calling them out on it you know they they want to go back into a time where it was socially acceptable to be racist or homophobic or misogynist and that being a funny thing that you can just point at as a as an effortless crutch to to like spew hack material and uh so yeah so i've 
unsubscribed to a bunch of podcasts, started to listen to more music to fill the air when I'm working on things. And specifically, I've been, you know, exploring what Apple Music has to do with like their their different stations and playlists. And I found some I found that I love listening to jazz. I've kind of started listening to jazz a year or two ago, but definitely like it's I love it's like my favorite thing to work to to have jazz music playing, not only just kind of like smooth jazz, whatever. And I prefer just instrumental stuff. Not necessary. doesn't need to have lyrics to it. Doesn't have to have a singer, just jazz music. I also love free jazz, like the insane just sounds like noise. I love that, too. Um, so I've been listening to a lot of jazz this week. Actually, not just this week, but it's kind of a trend that I've noticed. Um, also, writing in writing my blogs, as I've been doing every week for Inspired Disorder Plus, I've noticed that writing again, which is something I used to do a lot of in writing again, I've noticed that I'm able to organize my thoughts more in just doing this show so it feels like there's a residual benefit for me writing again in just being able to organize my thoughts and speak more clearly at least that's the feeling that i get i don't know if it's true or if it's just a you know um a feeling that i have when it comes to that but i feel like i've i've I've, it's something i've noticed this past week in writing and i'm able to write a lot longer and it's just just all of Everything just feels like it's flowing a lot better in general. All the things I'm doing, whether it's my writing, whether it's my artwork, whether it's the completing projects that I've had on my to-do list forever, whether it's these podcasts, like it just it feels it feels like I've gotten to a place where it 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 feels more effortless. It feels just easier in some ways. There's less friction to it. There's less messiness to it. I don't know if that's true, but that's just the feeling I get. Let's take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life, and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate and then they can go to my website, inspiredisorder.com. They can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy t-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch. Gift certificates, which are available currently at inspiredisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. And part of that is due to, I think, finally using the reminders app on my phone to organize a lot of the things I want to get done. I used to, you know, I've tried many times to use my reminders app and to do lists to varying success, but I've always preferred having a visible list, like on a whiteboard of things I want to do. So I could always look at them and they like have that constant reminder, but I've finally gotten used to that reminder being on my phone. And I think that might be, due to no longer being on Twitter that like when I pick up my phone I'm not instantly going into Twitter and just being bombarded with all the nonsense that's on there like now when I pick up my phone I have things that are 
necessary to like I, I go through the things that I need to do and I've gotten used to finally looking at my to-do lists and knocking them off and putting new things on there that I want to do and I've just started using it a lot more efficiently and looking at it and just keeping up with it and it's I think that's probably what's contributed the most to me being more productive and also being more organized and being able to handle all the many things that I'm doing um, this week. So kind of been my week, kind of a lot of stuff that I'm happy with the direction everything's going. Obviously I mentioned uh, last week that my subscribers uh, for this podcast are continuing to grow. I'm really hopeful. I mean, we're, I think as I'm recording this, it's the 10th of December, I believe. As December 11th so there's still you know we're a third of the way through the month and so far the subscribers for this podcast are at 50,000 so trajectory wise looking like hopefully I will reach the 100,000 mark which I've predicted will be by the end of this year get over 100,000 subscribers so it looks like if it stays on track that will be the case um, so I'm super, I'm super stoked about all of those things. And I hope all of these things will lead to being able to survive. Survival would be nice. Survival would be great. Uh, as far as being able to unplug from things, what I've been watching that I'm not reviewing, uh, but a show that I found on Netflix that I, I really enjoyed watching. It's one of those f cooking shows competition cooking shows but it's junk food i forget what it's called i think it's like chef versus vending machine or something like that and it's basically these chefs going on the show to recreate popular 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 snacks starting off with flaming hot cheetos was the first product that they had to emulate right uh other products are like the kit kat bar they tried to do ho-ho's um lays the the many different kinds of flavoring lays has they had to like simulate a specific type of dish in a, a potato chip flavoring um i don't know if you're a fan of junk food right you're maybe you're a stoner maybe you're just uh, a fat a fat guy like me and you're a fan of junk food right maybe it's you know it's not good for you but you do love it you you like you're addicted to flaming hot cheetos like i am Right. You know the kind of perfection. There's an episode where they do Oreo cookies, but it's really interesting seeing people make these snacks and how like crazy it is that these snacks are like produced to begin with. Um, but yeah, I really enjoy this it's on Netflix. It's a fun show. And also I've been playing around a lot with chat uh, GPT, which has been flooding my TikTok uh, for you page. And with people talking about it, completely different fields, professions. There was a doctor who was playing around on it, and he just gave, like, uh, a patient's symptoms. I don't know if he used an actual patient, but just kind of, you know, he's been a doctor, so I'm sure he knows. And he, like, gave symptoms, and then, like, he's playing around with this. It's like an AI chat, for those that don't know, where you put in a prompt and it's it's basically like the most brilliant assistant you could think of. Maybe not brilliant. Doesn't always get things right. 
but like it's the thing that I think a lot of people hoped Siri would fulfill when it kind of came to being like this assistant that seemingly understands what you're saying and can provide answers to questions you have, right? That's kind of what this chat and it can write. It understands all languages and understands all the coding languages. There are coders ha who have played around with this, who have demonstrate how effortless it is for people to code stuff. Like I said, doctor, it, effortless for him to see and have this thing accurately diagnose and prepare treatments for this fictional person. Um, people who are just doing basic research, showing how effortless it is going to be for people to mine and to do research. There's teachers who have shown how like insane it will be for people to, for teachers to identify if a kid is actually even writing essays and things like that. There was a marketing professional who was blown away that this AI was able to create these marketing materials that she does for a living in just seconds. And it's just one of many examples of how AI is going to completely upend every single industry that exists. Uh, I've started playing around with it specifically um, trying to figure out ways to get sponsors for this podcast, uh, ways to market my artwork, uh, ways to uh, optimize the SEO on my website or YouTube. Like I've already started just scratching the surface on things and soon I will be digging in deeper and it's going to be a tool that I think I will be using a lot of and hopefully will allow me to survive like everything I'm trying to do, just trying to survive, trying to make these things that I do, my artwork and this podcast be profitable in a way that I can live off of this and be sustainable and not have to worry about not only being able to pay rent and buy food and take care of things, but hopefully finally thrive in a way right trying to this may help me finally get traction in that sense where i feel like the quality of work i'm doing is at the highest level i've ever done and i'm constantly getting better but also i'm seeing subscribers to this show obviously exploding but i want to be able to take advantage of those things and 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 use them to their fullest extent um especially since who knows what's going to happen in reality there's going to be so many people out of jobs from ai like like i don't know there are so many industries of people who have been playing around with this thing that are are just like freaking out because it can do their job like people are going to be so replaceable and we're seeing that with tons of tech companies getting rid of people amazon getting rid of people they replace their hr department with ai like this this is going to whether it's a creative industry or not coding creativity writing images all that stuff is going to be replaced by easily replaced by ai but it's also a tool that individuals like myself can use 
in, because I can't afford to hire people, it's hopefully going to give me that assistant that can do a lot of things, that knows more than I can, that I can help, that I can use to help grow in areas where I'm weak. So chat GPT, if you haven't heard about it, you're just not online. I just, I don't understand. It's like, I, it's everywhere. And I played around with it this week. Let's take a little break from the show to promote the benefits of Inspired Disorder Plus. So you go inspireddisorder.com slash plus. Sign up, $5 a month. You get to binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free. You get to watch all of the live painting videos I do. You get a special members-only discount and deals for all of the artwork and merch that I sell. You also get the complete podcast back catalog of every podcast I've ever produced, hundreds of episodes, countless different podcasts you also get access to my personal blog a new blog comes out every week in addition to that you get my creative writing that i'm releasing you also get access to asking me anything 14 years of experience podcasting i've been creating art my entire life i've been using photoshop since middle school and you can contact me to ask me questions about that or anything else so those are the benefits for signing up for inspired disorder plus and now let's get back to the show. So let's finish this off. As I do every week on the Ray Taylor show on Ray's days specifically, I like to end every episode talking about something that I'm thankful for. Right? It's so easy to talk about the things that are negative in life that it's easy to identify the the things you hate in life or you wish were better. I want to highlight as an exercise something that I'm happy about that I'm thankful for. And in this week's episode, I am thankful for a piece of content that is a drug. It is a mood booster. It makes me feel happy. It makes me cry. It makes me emotional. It gets me in touch with like it, it, it is it is a piece of content that is. 100% guaranteed to put me into a very specific mood that is insane. And it's something that I haven't watched in a long time and revisited this week, this past week. And it's like it just as if I never left and it did exactly what it used to do. And it's something that I'm thankful exists. And it's insane because I am thankful for this week. I am thankful for America's Got Talent. The talent show, competition show, where people go up in front of four judges, Howie Mandel and uh, different people. I'm blanking on the, the other judges, and they do whatever their talent is, whether it's singing, dancing, comedy, these stunts, whatever it is. They do these things, and every time I watch this show, I will laugh, I will cry, I will be so emotionally engaged in this show like I am in no, nothing in life gets me this emotionally invested. It is 100% a thing that whatever the dopamine, serotonin release, it is a drug, this show. It is a reliable drug that I can put on and watch. It's available on Peacock. I used to watch it on Hulu. Don't know if it's still available on Hulu, but I'm watching season 17 on Peacock. 
I am getting choked up. I am like just I it, it is enthralling in a way nothing in life is to me. So much so that I am considering doing a reaction video series of me watching this. So you can s watch me cry. So you can watch me like you can watch all of these visceral reactions I have to watching this show. And part of it is like watching people realize a dream, watching people rise to the occasion, the immense, immense pressure these people have to have an opportunity to do this thing that is so unique to them, right? It, it's like somebody doing tricks with a hockey stick and a puck choreographed to music or a guy choreographing uh, doing Rubik's Cubes with multiple hands while riding a unicycle juggling with one hand. Like just things that you would never see in your entire life existing you may never see some of the things that people do on this show so as a viewer you're seeing completely novel things that are completely unique and you never seen before and maybe you'll never see them again but you're also seeing people fulfilling a dream right doing the thing that in many ways i'm trying to do obviously i don't do anything performative that would be fitting for a show like that but it, it is still that desire these people that have worked their life trying to perfect an art that they are passionate about that the majority of humanity is not supportive of in a lot of ways and to have an opportunity to not only display this thing that you've been working on display your art to the world obviously yeah you're being judged it is a show but it's still this this it's an opportunity it is eyeballs it is a moment where you can people can notice you and even people that don't win this show are able to gain careers from it right just because of the exposure you get from it i remember back in the day when i had a day job that i hated every morning i would wake up on my ipad and i would look at I would go and world star hip hop every morning and I would watch fight videos and there would always be clips of this show. So I had seen clips of these people like rising to and it always make me cry and get me emotional. And I, I would love to start my day seeing one of those clips. And I'd never watched the show till many years later saw it on hulu and it's like let's check out this show i've only seen clips of i d i don't like the idea of judges whatever simon cowell actually kind of agree with simon cowell most of the time he's brutally honest really hard on singers for sure but like i i i don't think he's i i think he's he gets a lot of undue hate for just being brutally honest a lot of times but watching the show it's just like oh my god and just getting emotional watching people succeed at doing things that I've never seen done before. Just amazing. It is amazing. I absolutely love this show. And it's something that without fail will just completely have absolute control over my emotions. Like nothing in life. And in a positive way. So I, I'm really thinking I might do reaction videos whether those are released to Inspired Disorder Plus members exclusively or released to the general public, who knows? 
I haven't recorded them, but I thought of that last night because as I'm crying, I'm like, I should be doing re- – because this is the only thing I'm really viscerally re- reacting to versus anything else I watch. Like every movie I watch, TV show I watch, I'm not – most of the time, I'm not reacting. I'm just watching a thing. It is not entertaining to watch me watch something. I've tried. It's not – I. it feels performative when I'm doing anything for a reaction video. But doing this – I can't help it. I can't help it. It gets it it's it gets to me in a way nothing else does. So and what I saw last week which is in last week last night was insane. it's like between breaks in breaks during production of the show, they have like a a warm-up guy in the crowd like every live every TV show does, right? They have warm-up guys. And they go out and, they, you know, a lot of them, they're funny. And this one, the guy goes through and just asks if there's anybody in the crowd that wants to sing, right? If you're in the audience for the show, hey, you want to sing? You good singer? Hey, try singing. And he gives the microphone to this little girl one, one, in this one episode. And she belts out Amazing Grace, right? And Simon Cowell's walking back in from backstage and he hears this thing. He's like, what the hell? And everybody's like looking and there's like, oh, my God, it's that little girl, right? unplanned not part of the audition just somebody who her dad takes her to watch this show she's come and watch auditions before right they live in the area he brings her there and it's a dream to one day audition for this thing she belts out amazing grace just on her own no backing music or whatever and blows the judges away and they're like they talk to her and they're like hey do you want to go on stage you want to just do an audition right now so just from the audience given the mic randomly right oh i'll sing belts it out then she gets put on stage sings it again i'm like getting emotional just thinking about she gets on stage just little girl sweet little girl talking about her dad survives like cancer right he's been fighting cancer for nine years and if she were to win the million dollars she would use it to help him right do cancer research because he's been struggling with cancer his whole life for nine years, whatever, for her whole life. And th- immense pressure. She's on this giant empty stage for people that she knows. She loves this show. These judges watching her, judging her. A complete, like, thousands of people in the crowd watching her. She didn't show up thinking she was going to be on stage. All she has is a microphone in her voice, and she sings Amazing Grace again, even better than she was singing it in the crowd. And I'm crying. I'm like just like holding myself, shivering. I'm like halfway between smiling and laughing and like just just wanting to burst out in tears. I am like the most visceral. I'm like dying inside in like the best way. It's like my body is like rejecting my heart for like coming to life. And of course she like does great, you know, sings it beautifully. She brings her dad up on stage and he's like, yeah, she actually used to, while I was getting my chemo treatment, she would sing to me to distract me from my chemo treatments. It's like, what is this show? What is this fucking show? And there's this thing they do on this show, right? Which the fact that she gets pulled out of the audience 
on the stage, no plan to audition her. I'm sure the crew after this had to rush her back and sign a bunch of paperwork, right? A bunch of releases. There's this thing on this show where any of the judges or even uh, Terry Crews, who's like the host, onstage host, can do a thing to automatically fast forward somebody to the final round. Right? Instead of going through all the different levels of this competition, semifinals, finals, all that kind of stuff, automatically goes to the finals. Right? And you have this girl who was an audience member minutes ago just sang her heart out, making me fucking cry like a goddamn idiot, hearing this insane backstory. And... I don't even remember who it was. I don't know if it was Howie Mandel or if it was Terry Crews. Maybe it was Howie Mandel. Motherfucker puts the, hits the golden buzzer. Right? You hit the golden buzzer, they go automatically to, it's like instant tears when they hit the magic buzzer. Right? The video screens on stage go gold, gold confetti falls down from the sky i mean it's the background for reasons this isn't the girl this is last season i think but it's an emotional moment when they hit the buzzer and when they did it in this show i was like what the fuck is going on the show is destroying the fuck out of me with all this goddamn heart and love and joy and dream fulfillment amazing so this week fucking Thankful as shit for America's Got Talent. A stupid reality competition show. A talent show. But it's amazing. It's amazing. I absolutely love it. And I'm going to watch it when I go to edit tonight. I'm like looking forward to it. And it's something that distracts me. Like I got so distracted yesterday in my prep for this show, for this week's shows that I barely got done at midnight. I wanted to go to sleep early. I wanted to go to sleep by 10 at the latest. I didn't get to sleep till 1, one in the morning because I still had to watch Pinocchio because I'm watching this goddamn show that makes me feel like a human being. Makes me cry and happy and what the fuck. So I'm thankful for America's Got Talent. That's it for this episode. If you haven't watched that show... Watch it. Watch it. It's it's amazingly good. I don't know. I, I don't know what to tell you. I love it. I love it. And I'm thankful that I re started watching it again. I don't know what why I stopped. I, well, this a season, a season probably ended and then I was busy when the new season came out. I just didn't do it. But, you know, maybe the next season is supposed to be the summer of 2023. So I don't know. I, I mean, I'll have to wait. If I'm going to do reaction video, unless I go back to an old season, maybe I'll go back to an old season that I haven't seen yet and then do that. But anyway, that's been my week. I hope everybody's been having a great week. Take care. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Oh!
what? Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.